0: Hey guys, welcome back. Oh my goodness, this week, um, wow, you know, it was exhausting to watch it, but then recapping it with Adam and Chelsea Hall was so much fun. Um, Yeah, this is going to be a really cool episode. I know it seems kind of long, but uh, we had a lot to say. Um, So if you keep listening, you're going to hear us talk about the Luke and Luke drama more. Um, with varying opinions. So if you don't agree with my last episode, stay tuned because they don't either. Um, And uh, we discussed both Luke S, Luke P, their drama on the field and off. Um, But more specifically, we discussed uh, their character. And I think that was really fascinating fascinating to delve into. So um, we discussed that. And We figure out a theory on why Luke P. hasn't owned up to his behavior. It seems alarming, right? Like, last week watching, it made no sense that he was so proud. But Chelsea has a theory. It's pretty legit. So keep listening. And uh, we also just discuss other characters like Grant, uh, the unknown, unemployed guy who's still there. Uh, We discussed Tyler and Mike um, and just a few others. And heck, you never know who could be our next Bachelor. It could be Mike. Could it be Pilot Pete? Maybe we'll have to reuse this song again, you know? If you guys forget, this song was from Jake Pavelka's season. Um, But yeah, so throwing it back um, from Jake's season, um, our segment this year, um, not this year, but our segment on the who are we now is on uh kipton Locke, and kipton Locke was on the same season jake padalka was on which was jillian harris's bachelorette season so stay tuned towards the end and then at the very end i have a clip it's uh it's cute so just stay tuned all right love you guys Okay, so I have on the line uh, my dear friend Chelsea Hall and her husband. I have been dying to get um, a Bachelor Fanatics um, point of view uh, from a male. So um, here we have Adam and Chelsea Hall. Hi. Hello. Hey. Adam did eye
1: roll just a little bit when you said
0: fanatics.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I think you
2: might be misrepresenting me a little bit. I mean... That's fine. You can call me that if you want, but it might be overstretched. A bit of stretching.
1: Basically, I got him to watch The Bachelor by calling it a drinking game.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But (laughs) it it was fun. Um, But, you know, then I slowly grew to enjoy the whole thing, you know, in in its own way.
0: I love that. Can you guys remember um, what your first season that you watched was?
2: Chris. Yeah, I think it was Chris. Yeah, Yeah, Chris. Chris Souls.
0: Souls. Okay so that was, was from
2: Iowa or
0: whatever. yeah from Idaho yeah. So, we uh, there,
2: yeah we were here in San Diego and um, I was very much against watching it
1: well we were watching a lot of we, we're we love watching TV films we're obviously we talk a lot merrily about films films, films. <laughs>
0: uh, is this a joke? I, what is films?
2: no I'm just trying to make it more pretentious
0: uh, okay yeah. got it <laughs> Um, but at the
1: time, I think I was watching like The Killing. Um, we were watching like Girl. We watched Girl with the Dragon Tattoo one night, and I was like, "Okay, listen, we need to watch something fun and fluffy." Here's a beer. We're gonna drink every time they say the right reasons. Well, we're I gonna think drink you know, every I, time. I, they say, I, I think, think they actually
2: the way amaz- it this
1: is amazing. No,
2: you you just put it on, and I was very resistant to it. I thought it was gonna be a waste of time and. But, you know, I had, a, you are like, eh, hey, let have a drink and let's watch. And I kind of casually was watching between that and my computer or whatever. And I It was the first episode of the season and I was surprised how much fun I had ragging on everybody, basically.
0: Um, <laughs> right, like a so troll that, that was before. My
2: that was my gateway. Just kind of like making fun of it. Uh, and then eventually, you know, now I just, now I enjoy the, enjoy all of it, I don't know.
0: I love that. I love it. It is, it sounds like it's a gateway drug into reality TV a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> it sounds awful, but uh I love I, I still that. Don't think i
2: fanatic status. Okay, so
0: you're not quite where where I'm at in no, fanatic. I
2: haven't even seen every episode this
0: season. Oh, Adam, Adam, that's not good. Well, okay, I know you have seen the most recent episodes and um yeah. as my listeners know, I have probably seen every almost every single episode ever. I'm cringing. Like, wow, that's really sad. You are a fanatic. You're a fanatic. <laughs> I, I, enjoy
1: it. Yeah, but um, I, I, I am curious. I post this podcast.
0: What'd <laughs> you say? Yes. Well, I okay. So I am. I just want. I know my listeners know that um, a lot of these podcasts now are kind of recapping while making fun of the Bachelor, and often their facts are wrong or the information they remember about the past is you know hazy, so we 're not perfect, of course, we might have hazy information occasionally, but I try to keep it um, well very opinionated number one, um, so your opinions are welcome, Adam and Chelsea. I know Chelsea knows that, um, but two, uh, I love this show because I really love diving into like the psychology of all of these people, so i'm just curious, you know Adam, I know you have a much more serious day job, so um, besides ratting on these people, what has kept you coming back, you know, season after season?
2: Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I think appointment viewing television has kind of died off with streaming. And, you know, you know, the majority of the content we consume is now, you know, via Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or HBO, something where we just you know we basically are streaming it from the internet and it's there's something kind of fun and throwback about you know it's eight o'clock on monday you know it's the start of the week chelsea and i get to sit down together and watch something and you know chelsea enjoys it for her reasons and i have fun for my reasons but you know it's it is appointment television in a sense and i don't know that kind of feels like it's a throwback in a fun way Um, and yeah, I still enjoy, you know, ragging on it for sure. Um, but, uh, you know,
3: it's,
2: it's fun. It's, it's fun. It's, and it's such a lighthearted show too. It's, it's kind of like popcorn television. It's a good way to start the week, I think. I don't
0: know. Yeah, no, I think you're right. It's interesting how, like, as you, everything you're saying, you know, now we can, like, it can be 11 o'clock at night and you can pop on Netflix or it could be, you know, two in the afternoon and you could pop on the Netflix show and continue the series, but, um, yeah, it's we're not old, obviously, but I think you know we were raised as children of a generation of, you know, even like the cartoon show or like Step by Step, and uh, you know what was Each it? Night. Who's the boss? Or what was the Erkel show? They were on Friday nights.
1: Um,
0: family, matters. family matters. Family matters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Like I feel like I, I always 20, looked forward Carlos to Friday a rare night. In
2: this day and age. But no, I, yeah, I I think we don't really watch, Chelsea and I don't watch a lot of network television shows anymore. This is, you know, it's pretty much like Jeopardy and this. That's, that's about it.
0: Yeah. So So you are smart outside of The Bachelor is what you're saying. I
2: didn't say we're, I didn't say we're good at Jeopardy. We just like to watch it (laughs) because we're old.
0: All right. And this is, um, humble brag because he's not going to brag. Adam um, went to a very prestigious university, and he's going to an even more prestigious, well, equally yes, prestigious, um, school for his graduate degree in business, starting this summer. Is that right, Adam? That is right. I mean, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean,
3: he's embarrassed. The
2: university I'm going to. Yes, yeah, so I'm, go, I'm various, going to go to.
1: What would you call that?
2: business
1: school. No, but where you went. Southern University. Yes, yes. It's, okay. it's a, yeah. It just sounds weird because I never call it a university. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a military academy, and mm-hmm. the finest one at that. So, <laughs> obviously, you're intelligent. I but I love. That. I, you know, I. I guess I bring this up. You that's, know, it's it, not,
3: obvious, but.
0: Well, it is. I think I don't know if everyone knows much about the academies, but. Uh, you went to the Naval Academy, which is incredibly hard to get into. And um, everyone who goes there is very bright. And I think this show, it, they almost, they think that everyone who watches it is dumb or the girls who go on it are probably not very bright. And then like last season, we had someone like Cien, um on Ari's season who had gone to Yale And I remember everyone was so shocked, like, wow, like, why would a really smart person do this? And I think they just underestimated that, like, you can be smart and have an interest to try new things and be creative with your life. And um, I don't know. I just, like, I feel like just sharing your background, Adam, is kind of breaking the barrier and reminding people that you can still be really intelligent outside of watching the TV show and enjoying it. So.
2: Well, thank thank you for the assumption that
1: I'm intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to jump in here and just say that um, there are so many reasons to watch something and to enjoy something that's outside of outside of your comfort zone. I mean, um, I was listening to a podcast recently about television and where it's going and what's the purpose of it, network television, something specific like The Bachelor, mm-hmm. like what what is... Why does it exist? How do we consume it? And, um, and there's something to be said for, you know, even just being open to uh, viewing something, even to be critical of it, you know, just to have it as like a commentary on like, oh, this is pop culture. This right. is what's happening in our country right now. Let me just sit down and watch it and see what it's all about. I mean, there's a reason to do that. There's, I mean, I could get even political here and go... Like, let's not do that. And let's not do that. But it's just, it, it, there's something valuable and something to be said for consuming something that you normally wouldn't um, just to look at it with a critical eye.
0: Yes. I love that. I love that. And with that, let let us look with a critical eye at the end of the rose ceremony. I don't know if y'all can notice. I can't talk tonight. Um, but the end of the rose ceremony... From episode four. So, this was a week and a few days ago now. Um, I didn't fully recap it last week on my podcast. So, I want to give it its full um, attention now. And then that obviously segues into uh, this past week's episode. So, um, I'm just going to give a brief recap for our listeners. So, the evening starts off, and um, all of the guys are together and she immediately pulls Luke P to the side and speaks with him and then quite honestly the way it's edited we're not really sure in which order she talks to the other Luke and you know how many other conversations she does or does not have with the other guys um, but uh, there's a lot of back and forth of her conversing with both Luke's Luke P and Luke S um, and Eventually, all the guys are ratty on Luke P. They kind of get in a fight. They attack Luke P. They all leave the room. Luke P. and Luke S. are left on the large sectional sofa to stare at each other. Um, I feel like the producers love that. Oh, love putting <laughs> what large
2: microfiber sectional sofas? Yeah, but
1: also <laughs> putting putting one side on one like one person on one and another person on the other and just making them look at each other. I know. It it's but
0: infuriating.
1: Like, <laughs> I don't know how long they're sitting there in reality, but for us it feels like a really long time.
0: I know. It's I know. silence. Totally. Just staring at each other. I agree completely. So, um basically to sum it up and to get back into it, that's what's happening. That's where we're at right now in the action. Okay. So, Chelsea and Adam, whoever wants to go first, what are your thoughts on this scenario and what was happening in the mix of um, Luke? First, let's account what Luke and Luke's story was, okay? Of what happened, what went down uh, earlier that day. Mm -hmm. All right. What are your feelings on the situation that happened on the rugby field?
1: Okay, we just watched this again on Hulu. um, I just don't like that there was something that there was like aggression that was happening outside of the actual game
2: um, I mean, it was a part of the game.
1: It was a part of the game but I uh, For but- me, personally, though, I think I I feel very anxious When I sense tension or with people and I mm-hmm. feel like there's any sort of like escalation of violence that could happen so if I I or Hannah, which basically—I mean, I'm not—but she may have a totally different experience and a totally different feeling about, you know, sports and, you know,
0: tackle people. And, well, I think she look, does. Look, I look, think she tears. enjoys it. She from what totally we can see, totally does.
1: She totally does, and she makes that clear. Um, and they really play that up with the whole like. That's why they had them play rugby on this group date. Like, right.
0: And then even getting to this week, they go to Scotland and they play another physical game. So... I think it's pretty clear that Hannah's okay with, like, physical contact sports.
1: She is. She is. She's
0: brutalist.
3: (laughs) Yep. But
1: But I, like... For me, I'm like, the fact that it happened at all, I would be very... I would be disappointed. I would be upset that it happened at all. And... Both sides, like it, I don't, I
2: don't like it. Honestly, okay, here's what I think. I think it was a little hard to tell exactly what was going on. You know, the, it's kind of on the edge of the, of the frame of mm-hmm. you know when. Are you talking about when like the the, the meathead Luke tackles the weasel Luke? Is that Correct. What
0: about? <laughs> Luke okay. he is the yeah. meathead in the scenario. You know, someone actually I listened. Someone compared him to Gaston from Beauty and the Beast.
3: Oh, yes. Yes, that's
0: fine. Yes. I think that's actually kind of accurate. So, so the Gaston <laughs> Luke to the Wimpy yeah. Luke. Okay,
2: so let's call him. Can we call him Simple Luke, Sim- Simple Luke, and Weasel Luke? I don't know. Whatever. The point is, it was hard to tell exactly what was going on between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think more telling is how, like, how both of them handled the situation. Um, I like, yes, I definitely think the Meathead Luke. You see, he's Luke P. Yep. Okay, I definitely think Luke P, you know, I don't know. Seems like he's a little immature, maybe. Um,
0: so when you say handle it, let's just pause there. Do you mean handle it while it was happening or immediately after it happened? No, the aftermath. Okay, no, I, so what do I you think, think of the aftermath on the field when Luke P went up to him directly and told him sorry and then Luke S ignored him and didn't want to talk to him?
2: Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of politically correct terms to describe it, (laughs) I think that – I don't think it showed Lucas in a very positive light. I think – because here's the thing, man. Like, if something like that happens to you you and you're playing a rugby game, even if it's a a bad tackle or, you know, it's a cheap play, whatever, cheap hit, Yeah. I think, you know, like, you're not making yourself look any better by just – Basically whining
0: about it. He kind of whined about it for, like, you know, I don't know, the rest of the episode. Yeah, that's a good point. Very, didn't make him look very
2: good. Made him look kind of weak, I think. Um, and also kind of like a whiner. Like a whiny baby. I, I think you gotta move on and just, you know, be like, whatever, that was the thing that happened. Right. You know, Luke P. Luke P was kind of a jerk. Whatever.
1: Yeah, so say this happened to, like, Jed or something. I feel like Jed would have just been like, yeah, that was kind of, like, an asshole thing to do. Like whatever dude and he just probably would have like moved on right he's like he probably would have been like i'm safe i'm not injured right you're like that was not cool necessarily but like i don't
0: have time for this totally well okay just before we get ahead i because i am really curious so it sounds like you guys rewatched the episode did you watch to as I I,
2: episode, no, no, just no. that just oh episode.
0: i love it i love it so you you listen to the I I think I called it like minute nineteen and something seconds. It was
1: twenty nine something.
0: Oh okay. Oh I guess I was watching on a different platform. I was watching it from ABC, but um, but uh, if you're watching it rewatching that clip, w- did you see what I was talking about? How Luke S was coming, you know, towards Luke P at this like running start with his head like kind of down like. Like an ox or something? Like any... <laughs> yeah. Okay. One yeah. thing I will say is,
1: like, I think it's a little extreme to say that he was, like, an animal charging.
2: Um, <laughs> I think you're overselling the aggressiveness of Luke. I don't think Lucas don't has think that Luke much has has aggressiveness in his no, Right,
0: really but do you think, think he was running, doing that head start to run up to him and be like, hey, know. man, I just didn't want you to do right that. I think, I think it happened so fast. Yeah, that I I probably could have slowed it down and like done it frame by frame to like really look at it yeah
1: also all the happening on the other side of the field the like maybe he's just going
0: to draw no uh uh-uh, uh there's <laughs> no way. also though I thought about this and I was like
1: I the perspective is confusing with cameras like that so a lot of times something like we were, we watched the Tony Awards fairly recently there's like you know, you watch it and you think when you're, when it's like the end, the last uh, award, and there's like tons of people on the stage, and you'll look and you'll see like my eye will be drawn to like an actor that's on like the side of the stage or whatever. And I think that they're so close to the producer up by the mic like talking. And when they show a different camera, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're like 10 feet away from the producer all the way up there, but like I'm just looking at them because they're the actor that I know you know okay and so I'm thinking in this perspective I don't know I'm, I'm not 100% sure that he was actually charging directly toward Luke like he may have just been like, run, like running back toward the group and said to the sideline like dude that was like whatever he cursed at him he said but like you know he might have just been like cursing at him while he was like running past him
0: you know? I don't know. I know. I. Okay, so. Then Luke, like,
1: <laughs> like, took him down. He also could have been running directly toward him, but,
0: like. No, Luke P was not doing anything. Well, okay. So, I re. Like, the way you said re round, you didn't rewind the frame a billion times. Um. And I, I do think, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to move on from this. But I know that Luke P. is going to go down in history for this moment. And I think that's why I just knew from, you know, I want to find the truth. And I disagree with you on that? Yes.
2: Okay, I don't think he's going down in history for that moment. I think people have already forgotten the rugby tackle because it's a rugby game. Who cares? I think... What makes Luke P. look bad is not that tackle I think there he's just kind of dumb And he got a little bit overexcited Playing a game, he's young, whatever He's, you know, a lot of adrenaline is flowing And, you know mm-hmm. I, I think that's, you know that That's just a bunch of
3: testosterone At work, I, that's fine <laughs> I think what go down for, honestly Is more the fact that he Then he's like,
2: you know Being really catty, talking to uh, What's her name? Hannah Thank you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> talking about you do watch here. the
0: season, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I told you I haven't seen every episode. I've been away for work. Uh, yeah. So he, like, he, when he goes and talks to her, he's just, you know, kind of like back talking all the other participants, whatever the other. Uh, he really
0: only back talked one, and that was gas But I hear what you're saying. Uh, you're no,
2: saying- I don't think so. I've seen him. I've seen him. You know, kind of gossiping about a lot of the other guys and about the fact that, you know, they're being mean to him and things like that. I I think, you know, that and the fact that he is incapable of playing well with others, you know, that's in in you know the last episode, that's something Hannah said she valued. She wants a guy who's going to be, you know, basically good with people. Like, she wants people to be attracted to him for his personality, not just, you know, whatever. Anyway...
0: That's I a good that point. Well, so, I'm I'm curious, Adam, as you're saying this, like... <laughs> You know, you've been in very alpha male situations before, and, like, what, how would this play out if, and you've also had to be a team player the last decade of your life, or more than that, right? You're very much a great team player.
2: Yeah, well, so this guy, he's a social pariah, and that's a bad sign. Like, you know, everybody in the house, all the other dudes don't like him. That's a bad sign, and I think, you know, to, to Hannah's credit, she's recognized that. And she's basically said, like, this is kind of a red flag for me because if everybody in the house can't stand hanging out with you, what is it that I don't know about you that I should know?
3: Right.
2: I mean, I think a lot of it is really just that Luke is young and immature and, you know, probably needs to grow up a little bit. But, um, you know, (laughs) I think ultimately I think it's a sign that he's probably not ready to be doing, you know, a serious relationship like this
0: that's what I think my opinion no I appreciate that that's good I mean I do think being a team player and in all senses of that word so that's on the field and that's in the office and that's just in life like in a social situation um is important you know like there's a reason why that book um you know what is it how to make friends um and
1: influence
0: people. Yes, how to make friends and influence people. There's a reason that was like a, such a top seller because people need to get along with other people. That's just part of life. So I'm not discrediting that that's, that's wrong. So I, I have been interested to know kind of your take on... I mean, l- let me ask you this. Like, can Luke be... Can he be both a nice person, a strong Christian and liked by many and yet be in a different situation and be with a group of people who are, you know, kind of pitting him like, um... You know, was it, Who was it? Jacob, who wore the coat of many colors? Joseph. Joseph, Joseph thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he I kind of, in a weird way, this is kind of like a Joseph story to me. And if you're not following what I'm saying, the rest of you uh joseph is a biblical character and his brothers threw him in a ditch and they tried to kill him and um you know he was a slave and then eventually um did he become the king or just the overseer of a lot of land right he he was raised to a high position i think like the overseer next next to the king or something is that accurate
2: For all the Game of Thrones fans out there, think of them as the king's hand.
0: <laughs> but I, I almost wonder, is it possible that he is both? Is it possible? Can he be this great guy who is liked by many back in Georgia and who is, you know kind and a church going you guy loved
3: by everyone back in Georgia, everyone
0: loves <laughs> i know i know that's what he says so okay. that's why i'm asking of you adam you've been possible. with many men you've been with many men so do you think it's fair Don't to say <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. wrong
2: i'm no, sorry of course it's possible of course it's possible but you know we only see a little slice of whatever they decide to cut together for the episode And, you know, we have to kind of make our decisions based on that. Um, Of course it's possible that he's a great guy and everybody else in the house are – they're the, you know, backstabbing, caddy, whatever insert word.
0: Right. And I think think that's kind of the question I want people to have in their minds because I think the producers are making this really – they're trying to make this really clear that Luke is the bad guy, he's the villain, and that we should watch this with those eyes and that we should be excited for the day that he gets kicked off and we should be excited for the day of Mintel all and, and you know I do and
2: you think there is an abundance of evidence that shows that Luke P has also brought a good deal of this on himself I think you know they, what we did, you know they didn't fabricate this footage of him you know. Making these really weird toasts and stuff, you know, where he's.
0: Well, that's true. That was an odd part, right? The toast was weird. I'm with you, but um.
2: what, what did he say? Hey, I,
1: so I have I have a a theory, I guess I should say, and a bunch of thoughts. Okay, but please. I feel like we should, but I feel like we should talk about like go through the recaps more. Sure. No,
0: but tell me your theory because I jump we can.
1: Around too much.
0: No, I I have plenty of other you know mic notes and all the other but tell me your theory if this you have a theory on the whole Luke situation and then we can put this to rest
1: okay so you were bringing up him being a strong christian mhm and to me i feel like there is uh, a a hmm, there's a there's there's kind of like a phenomenon that i <laughs> phenomenon's kind of a strong word but um it's it's a it's this thing that happens when you when you get really um when it's like a born again situation or you're recommitting your life to christ or you're um you know diving back in you're on like some spiritual high right okay he's talked i i wish i knew a little bit more about his journey like his life and his backstory, because his he doesn't he talk, it. his journey, he doesn't talk too much about it, but I get the sense that he has, uh, this feeling that because he, uh, is filled with the spirit, because he believes in Jesus, and he has, you know, made some conscious decisions to turn his life around um that he believes he like that he believes like that's all he needs to like change to be like a different person like to be uh to be the person he thinks he should be or the person he wants to be or the person he thinks hannah wants him to be
0: all he has to Um, do is what i'm kind of confused so he's a born again christian he knows he's born again and all he has to do is do what
1: I think that he I think that he believes that and I, I may be like putting it this is just a. no theory. it's
0: okay yeah tell us
1: but I be, I think that he believes that because he's filled with the spirit because he has Jesus in his life because he's you know whatever that he is now like un, like that that's all that he needed to be like right for
0: hannah a great
1: guy and also like a good person that you know and i I think that that's kind of the block there i think that's what's between she talked about and that's why i didn't want to jump too far ahead but in the later episode she talks about him having some sort of wall up like he's like a robot or something because i think he's not and I've, I've experienced this in churches sometimes. I identify as a Christian. I believe in Jesus Christ. And I think that there's often this feeling of, like, there's no looking back. Like, keep going. Like, if you aren't where you need to be, believe that God ha- has something. You know what I mean? Like, like hurry up and get to where you need to be. They there's not sometimes it's not taught well that it's a journey that it's going to be messy that you're going to make mistakes that you're going to you know what I mean I think he's having a hard time owning up to the fact that he's still maybe a mess
0: yes oh Chelsea you articulated that perfectly I think I'm serious that was really great
1: I've seen it before, I've felt it before I'm an, really? and I have anxiety and I'm a perfectionist, like there are lots of times in my life where I've felt like I'm a robot I have to be perfect right. that's, and, and I think that's some of Hannah's story too, that she hasn't shared too much, but I think it may yes. have some to do with faith, oh, I completely but there's this agree. feeling like you have to like, like there's something wrong with you like just God's not like God's taking care of it like, like cover it up or something. Right. I'm not, I'm not right. Right. But you know what I mean? I, I do.
0: Feeling,
1: I think he's feeling like, no, guys, I'm not. I'm a good person,
0: though. Right. Okay.
1: he loves me though? And I've, he's not being real with her in the sense of like, no, you. You know what? Like, I have God in my life, but I still need a mentor. I still need someone to teach correct. me how to do the. I still, need I to still be have. To listen.
2: I will say. I, so I've been hating on Luke tonight, pretty hard. Luke P. Uh, I will say, I don't think he is the sociopath that everyone has painted him out to be. I, yeah. I think that is unfair. Um, mm-hmm. I merely I think he's just kind of, he's young, and I think he's a little immature, mm-hmm. and like Chelsea said, yeah, probably young in his faith, and really inexperienced in how he expresses himself now that he's, you know, he, fe- he, like, he feels like he has this new status in life as a born-again Christian, but yes. I don't think he really... I don't think he really knows what that means for him and and what that really means for his life either like i i think he's just he's very new to all of it and it you know probably doesn't make him a very fun guy to hang out with
0: totally um, i love that you but said
2: he's a sociopath he's i, I don't i yeah I think right he's on that he's side of the sociopath. spectrum i think i don't think he's like a psycho whatever i don't think any of that you know i think he's just kind of awkward and maybe i don't know
0: I love. Thank you for saying that, Adam. I think uh, you you have a heart right now. <laughs> <I'm> oh. <upset. laughs> no, I'm I know not. you have a heart, but I I think it's funny. The guy who likes to rat on people is like he's not a sociopath. No, it's well, of
2: course he's not. No, no, I know you're no. sweet. I think uh, you know it's it's a little bit of a mom mentality. I think in that house too. You know, like everyone. It's easy to gang up. Yeah, like you were talking about, my workplace environment is very uh, male-driven, and it's also like really tight quarters. You know, in isolation, I'm in the military, so when we deploy, yeah, you're with a you know really tight knit group of people, and you're kind of cut off from the world. So you know, in a lot of ways, the social dynamics are not completely unlike what it is in the bachelor house, or whatever. And yes, uh, without that, without fail, every single deployment, whatever there is one person who ends up kind of being the social pariah it always happens um and uh it i don't know if it's like out of necessity or what the social dynamics require it i don't know but yeah luke p is definitely taking on that role i mean you see in every bachelor season there's always somebody who takes on the role of the villain or whatever Uh, and it's always a little bit unfair against that person they're never as bad as they're depicted to be Uh, But it's good entertainment and
1: ultimately that's what this is It's entertainment television. So, Yeah they have a family at home who loves them And they have you know They are struggling With Living this life just like everyone else is I mean
0: I just love how you both articulated Two very different things But kind of coming at this I've just personally I've listened to Other podcasts being the bachelor fanatic That I am and everyone is truly hating on him. They think he's like this alpha male chauvinist, which he is an alpha male. Um, so not all the criticism is rooted or at least he wants to be an alpha male. Yeah, I yeah, that's a good point. I
1: mean and I I have a hard time with those like very gendered terms mm. because I because I do think that Hanno has said a lot of times she wants a manly man, but also she wants someone who can express their feelings. She went up to the producers and literally (laughs) said like, don't (laughs) tell him what feelings are. (laughs) Um, So like, I think that there's something to be said. I think that Luke has a lot to learn about I mean, being a man is just like being human. Totally. Yes. Being a man is the same thing as like being a child of God, being human being a, a person that is compassionate and empathetic, like mm-hmm. just loving other people and, and relating to them. And, you know, I think, I think that if he was a little, if he, if he had had a little, if he had, had a, like a mentor in his life, and a good Bible study and in a couple years he went on this show he maybe would be like connecting like using the opportunity in the house to like connect with some of the other men instead of like... Oh, I completely agree. Distancing himself from them. So that's what makes me think he's just young in his
0: face. I completely like agree.
1: I don't know if he's ready. I don't know if he's he quite what Hannah wants as far as like a husband.
0: I Chelsea, I could not... I, I feel like everything you're saying I... And we haven't talked about this, but I completely agree. I think it's, again, the show's pitting him. Like, not only is he a villain, but he is this, you know, it. what pains me the most is people who are like atheists or don't believe in God and um, think all Christians are hypocrites. And I've heard criticisms of him and people say, well, this is why I don't like Christians because they see someone like Luke and they're like, well, yep. They say they're Christian, and look at them. They're horrible. And I think that's just the wrong assumption. And I think a reminder, if you're listening to this and you're not Christian, um, being Christian is not being without flaw. Being Christian is just recognizing that you need a doctor and that you're in the hospital, and that hospital is the house of Jesus Christ. So I think Luke fully knows that he's a sinner. He needs help. But I do think, as Chelsea said, that he seems almost robotic like at times because he's not it, it's like one or the other for him. It's either I'm fully a crazy man and I'm a mess and I'm fully full of testosterone and full of, um, you know, I want to have sex and I want to, you know, do all these things that are of my flesh. Versus the Christian side of me and I'm going to be calm and composed and um, not really have emotion. So, um, yeah. Anyway, obviously we, we see that. Um, but I just kind of wanted to point that out for our listeners. So, anyway, moving on from Luke. Because he is just, it's exhausting. But I think that there's a lot there that it's worth noting. And I also worth noting, too, I just want to point this out all the other guys are annoyed that it's taking up so much time. And I said this in the last podcast. I think it's taking up so much time because he has filled, obviously, um, uh, not a hole, but he is taking up space in Hannah's heart. And that's why it's taking up so much time from their conversations. Like, Hannah gets to choose who she likes and how she distributes her time. And she's choosing to spend a lot at like focus on Luke P. So we're just getting the Hannah show and quite honestly that's what we should be getting and I'm really grateful that she is listening to her heart and like you know I'm sure the producers are trying to pit him like just get him off already you know but um anyway yeah, but
1: it also does he's kind of the only conflict in the house. i mean the other guys get along so well that there would be no conflict if like, Pete p was
0: not oh totally so yeah and can <laughs> so, we still
1: like, acknowledge that this is an entertainment television show i think she's Amen. a little bit aware of that or maybe the producers are at least aware of that so they're like coaching her a little in that direction
0: yeah could be
1: like you know i i, I agree with you that she does she has an attraction to him she's Definitely
2: oh, that's obvious. Are you kidding and,
1: me? And she, <laughs> Anna, I think, think that's matters the only to thing her. keeping
2: Luke P. there, man. She's, I think
1: it matters to her
2: that he's super. a Christian, too. I mean Right. Is that a part of is that a part of Hannah's story? Like yes.
0: she, yeah. She, yeah, so Hannah is a Christian who was so embarrassed um to tell Colton that she had had sex. And that was like a huge deal. Like, you know, I usually go to the table and you say like yeah. this one embarrassing fact or this one like horrible secret her secret was like I'm a Christian I love Jesus but I've had sex and she okay. you, yeah she was well, the, same way.
2: Well, then, yeah. Said the same thing then it makes perfect sense to me why she's so reluctant to send Luke B home Correct. because you know for someone who is a believer um
3: yeah that's a pretty central point of your life it's pretty high in your like paradigm
0: right
2: and so when you come across somebody else who you think might have similar interests, uh, or you're attracted to, and you know all these other things. Whatever, whatever makes someone an ideal mate, or whatever, you know, a partner, uh, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and and you find out like, oh wow, they also believe in. They have a similar worldview as me. Is like that's yeah. It's hard to turn that down. So if there aren't a lot of other candidates in this season uh, who profess to be you know Christians, then I understand why. Hannah's reluctant to send him home even if it seems like this show is not a great place for him to be
0: (laughs) right and I do think even if the other guys are professing I'm Christian I'm Christian I go to church he is a bold person and she is bold so I'm sure she just sees kind of herself in him you know so I think there's there's that too and you often like like someone who you can see parts of yourself in so I don't know that's a thought so anyway moving on so also,
2: can we also point out the fact that uh, Hannah was a total soup sandwich when she first started as a contestant on the Bachelor uh, do you remember those dates that she was on because I do that that hot tub I will never forget is one of no, the most awkward you things you know, I've ever really seen out. on television <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have forgotten about that it escapes my memory but
2: Oh my gosh, she was on this terrible date. She couldn't, she couldn't like that was form the a bad. sentence. That was terrible. on
1: her birthday when it was like the worst toast in the world. Her very first, the first
0: one on one date. All right, her first date, and you know what? The yes, same thing her happened herself. with Colton. Colton was attracted to her. Colton knew she was a Christian, so he was like, "I should keep her around." You know, yeah, and it's kind of interesting. Yeah, so let's just day. briefly the Lucas thing because obviously we don't care too much about him. He goes home. He sends himself home uh just quick thoughts on that adam like do you think that this guy was truly trying to sell his tequila brand or do you just think like why would he leave you know put like as
2: honestly my my take on that who knows if he was trying to sell his tequila i don't care uh (laughs) my take on it though is that i think that was a fear of failure move i think he he knew that he was probably going to be sent home I think he saw the writing on the wall, and he thought, well, I can keep more of my dignity if I go up to her and I voluntarily go home
3: mm-hmm. rather
2: than be rejected. So that, to me, that's that seemed like – I mean, I don't know. He, he wasn't ready to face the music of the fact that he was kind of like sniveling and weak
1: with mm-hmm.
2: everything that was going on. And he was just – yeah, that's my thing,
0: yeah.
1: did it feel weird like i didn't know he was leaving until he was walking down the stairs yeah right. i did not i, I, <laughs> I
2: thought he was just like, saying like i laughed. need to warn you before you do the ceremony <laughs> <laughs> be careful about who you choose i, I,
1: like, I wonder right, if it was like was... a game time decision i wonder if he was like actually i should just walk out <laughs> <laughs> i
3: don't know
2: it,
0: that's a great point was it a game time decision or was it like yeah I don't know I mean she didn't really like stop him when he was like I just need you to walk like, right. she's like no, alright she cool him, um, well, yeah,
2: I mean, yeah. yeah so Although, honestly, I don't know why I thought she was going to send them both out. I don't the, know why
1: she did here's the thing don't you feel like how many guys are still there like 14
0: oh many yeah guys there was a ton so out, she like
1: they, they okay how many of those guys know that they are not going to get down on one knee and marry
0: this girl oh I mean like, all but maybe two I
1: mean she could also I don't I don't know why the bachelor I kinda of feel like the Bachelorettes could get down on too at the end. Like why don't they propose? Mm.
0: I, well so anyway but I, but, I'm
1: just saying like they know that they're not actually gonna end up with this girl at the end. Right. But they're hanging down because they get to travel and they get to like, You're you know, so right. On TV, you on
0: right, TV like let's be honest. Is Dylan? Days, is they're gonna they're
1: gonna get their name and their face out there for yeah. just a little bit longer. It's yeah. still competition and,
2: and these people all either quit their jobs or have nothing to go back to. So. Yeah, they're <laughs> not getting
1: paid.
0: Right. We have Grant, who's still in the mix. I mean, literally, this is the guy. I'm like, how is he still here? He's 30 You're and short. unemployed.
1: <laughs> the guy that's just like.
0: I every time he's
2: on TV, I'm like, who's that guy? Yes. Yeah, it has
0: to like be. That. He's not like, attractive. He's like dad bod and like I think
1: he's fine, but I mean, he says is. you. He is kind of like <laughs> he's kind of like
0: the He's like the dad. The <laughs> way he just, looks.
1: He's just Grant? there for like James Grant?
0: He's yes. He's
1: just he's just da- he's just there for the good times.
0: Yes. With, I'm I'm with the,
2: all right, so tell me, what's his, what was his, like, uh, job or whatever? His,
0: unemployed. 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 Unemployed,
2: Adam. Oh, you know, uh, kudos, him. I love <laughs> it when somebody writes unemployed. That's awesome. Because that's, like, that's a bold way to say, you know, a lot of people write entrepreneur or something on there. And uh, unemployed, good for him.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's, oh, great. that's very nice yeah. of you. Yeah, I mean,
2: he's a San Clemente bro. Yeah, okay. Yeah, have so, you ever been to San Clemente, California? That's where
0: he's from. I haven't. So tell me, okay. So let's just recap briefly. The roses go to. And we'll get to back to Grant. So they end the episode going to Peter, who's a pilot. Connor, who is investment analyst in Texas. Dylan, IT or something, lives in California. Dustin lives in Chicago. I forget what he does. Mike, um, yeah, he has a good job. He was in the Air Force kevin also in the res- military reserves Devin, no idea what he does and then luke p and then back to grant so explain to me how grant even fits in this nine and what he must be like in real life if he's from san clemente what what, what is that area like what kind of person can you peg him as so
2: i think we say san
1: clemente
0: right San Clemente, yeah, yeah <laughs>
2: Anyway, uh, I mean, I don't know what he would be like, but San Clemente is a really small beach really town. Tiny. It's like, imagine sleepy. the smallest sleepy beach town that's wedged between San Diego and Los Angeles. Okay. Um, the only
1: reason why you would go there is that where Dana Point is?
2: I think Dana, Dana, Point's Dana Point's north like of that. Thing. Dana Point's a separate thing. Yeah. yeah. Like,
1: that's where you get the ferry to go to Catalina.
2: Yeah. There's no reason the to only go reason to San Clemente you unless you're stopping for gas yeah. between San Diego and LA. Mm hmm. Um, but it's a really, it's a really quaint little beach town. Yeah. But it's not like, you know, there are other beach towns in Southern California that are so close to the cities. Like for San Diego, you have Cardiff by the Sea and Solana Beach and Del Mar. And for LA, you have Huntington and Hermosa. Hermosa and Manhattan. But San Clemente is not really close to either. It's like equidistant. It's an hour from LA, an hour from San Diego. There's really nothing else. It's just a little beach town. I, so, I'm, yeah, I'm not surprised he's unemployed if he lives there. He might <laughs> just he's, be. He's maybe he's
1: independently like, wealthy, too. Yeah,
2: he, for
1: him. he might be. He might have been like a, I don't know. A wealthy family yeah
2: maybe he's very humble can we just take that off for a second maybe he already started a business and sold it at age 32 mm-hmm. or however old he is mm-hmm. and he's just like a wealthy millionaire who's financially independent at a young age and just enjoying
1: living life he's just like you know with his dad bod pulls on that wetsuit
2: we don't know
1: and goes out we, don't, out. we don't know <laughs> oh,
0: I love imagining Grant's life Guys, this is literally, like, fulfilling my dreams just talking about Grant because I have been wondering since episode one, like, who is this guy and how is he pa- okay. getting passed through? Well,
2: we have his biography pulled up. It says he's the real the dude. I mean, that falls in line with what we're saying, you know, the, the, from the Big Lebowski. He loves white Russians and has no interest in hearing about your CrossFit workout plan or recent Instagram post. He's already my favorite person on this season just from reading that sentence.
1: Yeah, Grant
2: he, Grant's there himself,
1: for the guys that watch the show.
2: He's, he considers himself to be too romantic because he enjoys PDA. Great. He loves to impress the ladies with his surprisingly good dance moves. I doubt it. And is hoping his blunt realness stands out to Hannah. Uh, yeah, whatever. I, I think the important thing here is that it seems like he might be a real guy. Who for some reason can afford to live in Southern California without a job. So up
0: um, to Grant. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my God. That that's great. Adam, Chelsea, thank you both for that. Um, grant analysis. We did a Luke analysis. Now a grant analysis. Let's get to Scotland though, okay? Because this is a good episode. We can go through this yeah. kind of fast. Nothing too crazy happens. But um so they go to Scotland. She has her date with Luke P. She has a group date. And then she has a date with Mike. So it starts off with Mike. Chelsea, Hi. I know you're obsessed. So take Mike the floor. For bachelor. Mike, for bachelor. I, Let me just ask you this. I know I want to hear your thoughts on their date and how he was. But do you think he's right for Hannah? Or do you just think he needs to go oh. far enough to the top four so we see his hometown? And then, like you just said... Mike for Bachelor, like, what are your thoughts on how this all went? Yeah,
1: I kind of feel like uh, they don't have a ton of chemistry. I think it's pretty obvious when you see her like hopping, like mounting Jed and kissing him. I'm like, okay, uh, yeah, that's not happening with Mike. Like, the the, the physical chemistry isn't quite there, um, but I think that he, I think that he's pretty, pretty you know, laid back, his smile is adorable. Um, he is the only person that she has had a real conversation that they've edited at least.
0: Yes, that's a good point. Made
1: the air. Like the only person to have a real conversation and I want to go as far as to say the only person that has asked her a question about herself.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> that could be editing. I do
1: I'm pretty sure that's editing,
0: but, um, no, but, but he's I think definitely a good date. I think that's really clear. Like what yeah, you're saying, I, like, I think
1: that she probably enjoys her time with him, but I don't think that
0: it's her that husband. I don't see the history. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I actually was surprised at how much I enjoyed this date. I had not that I had been a Mike hater, but he had been getting on my nerves a bit, like just acting like the dad of the group and like policing. Yeah, yeah, he's getting into way too much of the drama, which I get it. He's a strong personality and usually strong personalities do get into the drama. But um he has such a like a positive, warm energy and I love that about him. He seems like genuinely happy and also kind of I don't know if you thought this too, genuinely kind of nervous around her, which was really cute. And I'm like, wow, you're a catch, dude. And you're, like, insecure a little bit. So, I I think that's, like, good. He's not he's not um, proud. I'd say he's more humble than proud. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah the, the,
1: the nervousness was so a surprise to me. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't see him as that. But also, there are, like, cameras right there. And he's already talked a lot about his personal life. And... It, it's probably intimidating to, like, I probably, I'm sure he's thinking every day, like, what am I getting myself into? Like, my whole life is on blast. Like, I just put it
0: out mm-hmm. there. Right. Like, and, and, and he's and old enough to recognize the repercussions of what could happen. Yeah. Right. He's not, like, 24 and, like, just looking for Instagram followers.
2: Do we, do we know what he did in the Air Force Vengeance?
0: Uh, no, we don't. I can look into that. Why? What are your thoughts on him? And with what where you're going with that thought?
2: I have I mean no thoughts without knowing what he did in the Air Force. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. I can look that up for you. Um what do you think of Mike Adam? Um
2: I think Chelsea and I have a similar on Mike. Uh, Seems to me like he's a pretty good dude. Um, I don't know. I agree. Seems like there's very little chemistry between him and Hannah. He seems like a very nice guy. Uh, Yeah, I I don't know. I I have a hard time seeing him and Hannah together just because it seems like there's not much there between them. But
1: yeah, he
2: could be a good bachelor, I think. I don't know. I, I agree with Chelsea, pretty much.
0: Okay, so I see a picture. Now, I don't know what his rank was, Adam, but um, I don't know if you'd be able to tell from the photo.
3: <laughs> Definitely
2: not. No, I mean it, it, yeah, it's impossible to know what he did.
1: I no, from she has a photo. She did some research. Oh you have a photo?
0: Yeah, a photo. So I'm wondering from a photo if you can tell his rank because I'm Is sure he, that's part he of wearing a uniform. uniform? Yep, um, he's wearing uh camo, the digital. Not digital, but the regular camo.
2: Is there anything, like, on his lapel, his collar, or nope. his, uh, or, like, in his chest? Is there any, like, insignia on his chest?
0: Yeah, it says Johnson. It says his name. Okay. <laughs> a- yeah, U.S. Air Force, Um, and it has, like, a oh, name. Okay, okay we you just got your...
1: look here. at this picture. Just got it from here. How do I get it bigger?
2: So, we just got your text. We're trying to open it. It looks like it's completely devoid of all rank. Saying,
1: yeah. Did he go to the academy? Is that something they would wear at the cat? Cause I No.
2: Or boot camp. Boot camp? That could be his, like, boot camp recruit photo before he has any actual rank.
1: Anyway. Uh,
0: yeah, no, that's actually super interesting to know, like, is that what you're thinking about like what did he do in the air force that he
1: looks really young in that picture
0: would help tell you yeah, what that, um, that
1: looks 100 it looks like a boot camp That's photo boot
2: camp. but i could be wrong either a boot camp i mean it could be also like a you know beast summer at the, at the academy who knows but whatever uh i don't know i'm just kind of curious what he did in the air force it just kind of paints a more full picture of who he is um what his experiences have been but yeah, yeah seems like a good guy, I think. Um like I'd, I'd want to hang out with him, but it just seems like he and Hannah don't have too much in, t- in common or whatever they're not clicking. fine. I don't
1: yeah. think they have to click. Which, I think cares? America yeah. just needs to fall in love
0: with him. Oh, I think we are falling in love with him. I everywhere I've seen everyone's like who's this Luke? Who's this uh not Luke? Sorry, not, Luke will not be the bachelor. Uh, <laughs> he's not getting that edit. Um but Mike i think america's ready for i mean we should be but ready for a black bachelor i mean
1: 100%. more than
0: enough we should have had it like eight seasons ago but you know they're yeah really slow to change i
1: mean uh, really anything
2: other than a white bachelor right isn't that all there's been
0: oh i there's completely agree i mean yeah. eric i remember eric and rachel season he would have been a good bachelor i thought um oh yeah mm-hmm.
1: which one was eric Eric was
0: Baltimore. He a really nice guy from Baltimore. From Baltimore. Uh, what is oh, that Oh,
2: I disagree. He, no, I know, disagree. I don't think he has Bigger. I Eric Bigger. No, I disagree. Oh really?
0: Why don't you like Eric Bigger?
2: Definitely. I I don't know. The guy he was too like too showy. I don't know. He seemed like a phony to me.
0: Oh no, I think he's true. I think that is him.
1: I do think, though, that the Bachelors and the Bachelorettes and, you know, they're doing this holding with Hannah, with her realness and her I'm not a per-, you know, I was trying to be perfect and I'm not anymore, but to be real she is a pageant queen she mm-hmm. knows how to produce what they, like, you know what I mean? She knows how to she has a presence Yeah. that is That is charismatic, and and I think that Eric's presence wasn't big enough. Do you know? Is that like
0: that's fair? I
1: feel like Mike's presence is like big enough. He's charismatic. He's oh yeah. I think that he what what, he'll get with those producers, and he will be like polished AF.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) I think you're right. With
1: Eric, I don't think would have been. I don't
2: know. He kind of gets that shy grin on his face a lot. Yeah,
1: but I think that's endearing, and everyone loves that. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, you heard it from Chelsea. Chelsea is a thousand, 110% <laughs> Mike for Bachelor. Um, oh, so yeah, yeah. Their, yeah, date, not... their date goes on, and then she goes on her date. Well, the group date, okay, which I don't know. I don't really have much to say. I mean... Uh, I wrote at one point again that Dylan. I still think he's gay. Um,
3: I don't know. I Dylan is. Which one's Dylan? I, don't
0: I love that you guys don't even know who he is. He's. I uh, don't know names. He has good I, hair. I don't
1: take the time to learn the name. All right,
0: so he, me, There's a there's correct? a red jacket that travels throughout the house. He's worn it. He is. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah. This this is one of
3: the guys.
0: that's
1: not gonna end up with her no. but he's along for
0: the ride oh a hundred and yeah. that yes he's, definitely-
1: he's like we scored by being one of the only seasons where they take 15 of us across the
0: cut like overseas oh, yeah. okay so speaking of everyone's favorite contestants currently obviously you Chelsea, chelsea you and i are obsessed with tyler he has great looks he's smart mm-hmm. he's funny um, mm-hmm. And sensitive, so literally the whole package. Um, yeah, Adam, I know you disagree, but you know you, you <laughs> don't need to be gay for him. it's okay. Uh, <laughs> but i was I was giving a shout out to a few of my followers really briefly. Uh, Morgan Sprockio, and um, well, I don't actually know her full name, but it's C Money. And they both listen to the podcast and are Bachelor Nation um, fans. And uh, they both express that they are big Peter and Jed fans. So, I would love to hear y'all thought y'all's thoughts on those two guys. Because I'm not buying what they're selling. And I kind of want to know, like, the thoughts and consensus on Jed and Peter. I,
1: I mean, I feel like everyone's a Jed fan except for you Marilee <laughs> <laughs> no maybe not everyone's a Jed fan but I am you like
2: yeah. Jed I think Hannah, Hannah? I think Hannah likes Jed and that's all that
0: matters right that's true, Who no, that cares what true. We- <laughs> well so one thing too um, we were just we got cut off and so I'm you know trimming this back in but Adam you and Chelsea just celebrated your 10 year anniversary
1: Thank you for
2: clapping.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: applaud, applaud. <laughs> oh, it's amazing, it's amazing. So, okay, y'all have been married for 10 years. You know, yeah. there are some basics to being married of, like, or wanting to get married. You have to be attracted to the person. You have to like the person, get along with them, have similar morals, you know, yada, yada, yada. And everyone's subjective about how they choose their partner. But, um, you know, do you really think that Jed... Given that he said his career was really the most important thing to him, do you guys think he's ready to make Hannah the most important thing to him?
1: Uh, so how old is he? 25? 25. 25, yeah. Is he And he's... Uh, so, yep.
0: Okay, okay. So here's done. what I
1: think. I know. Coming from my perspective, so I did, started dating Adam in college, and... I was full-on, like, I am getting this Bachelor of Fine Arts degree. I am going to uh, make my career my number one thing in life. And honestly, for a a large part of our marriage, that was still, like, my number one thing in life. Like, And and I'm going to get a little bit vulnerable here and say, like, that was... That was, it was not at the proper priority list for <laughs> my life probably but um but I even though that was like my my number one thing in life uh I met Adam and I was like, oh well no actually I want to marry you <laughs> and uh that became like that became like my my goal was to have a family to to get married because I met Adam and he was the one for me. Now I think that at an age like 24, you can say like, I'm looking for a partner, but I feel like most people are just living their lives. And if they meet the person that they want to marry, then they'll do that. Like I, I feel like, you know, you get into your, like, 27, 28, 29, 30 years, and then you might be really prioritizing marriage over, I don't know, I'm just speaking in kind of a sweeping generalization. But I don't think that even even if you do find the one that you're going to marry, you could still have your career be a number one priority. I mean, men have that all the time. Women can have that, too, where, you know, like, sometimes their life view is to have their career be the priority of their life and their family life is kind of you know on the side I don't know if that's
0: right well actually even as you say this I mean (laughs) you say that your, your career was priority but do you feel like once you got you know once you committed to that was your career truly you know your priority as far as I mean, this is not even about you being personal and this is your story only, but do you think that someone who says... Let me put it this way. When you said your career was your priority and Adam, it was for you as well, did you guys, once you found each other, would you still have said, yes, the career is their priority? Or if someone had asked, would you have said, Chelsea's the priority or Adam's the priority? Like, you know, I kind of wonder, I guess, what I'm getting at is... It, is Jed going to kind of keep his career number one and it's nice to have a girlfriend and be in the limelight or is he truly ready to go um, having a wife is a priority and having my career is still awesome and a priority but the wife is number one I just his verbiage has never been such that it sounds like his finding a wife for him is number one
2: well I can't, you know, I can't speak to what his motivations are because well, he knows what those really are. But I will say that, you know, I think it's—I don't think it is a disqualifier that he has career aspirations and that he has, you know, pretty lofty ambitions. You know, in a very competitive industry, um, I don't think that's a disqualifier. I think that it's admirable. It shows that he's confident and it also shows that he's like willing to go for something that's really hard um which is you know i don't I don't think that's like a negative on on him
1: also if he's a true if she's a traditional person if she has such a traditional like southern you know and he she was is looking for her husband to be the breadwinner i mean honestly <laughs> it would probably be better that he like really wants to make his career work
2: okay first of all i would never look for a singer songwriter to be the breadwinner Uh,
1: (laughs) but who knows maybe he is making i thought you were going
2: i thought you were going somewhere completely different with that and that if she's like a traditionalist who you know has kind of always lived within i don't know whatever the
1: kind
2: of a a conventional lifestyle then, oh, wow, an artistic singer-songwriter has such an exciting and, uh, I don't know, kind of like sexy career that you can have. Oh, it's so artistic and you're so deep. Whatever, you know, that sort of creative uh, career could be something that could be attractive to her because it's something so different from her life. Maybe, I don't, I don't really know that much That's about that.
0: That's a back, good point.
2: But I could actually see that really working, um, you know, especially since now they've both committed to a life in... The spotlight, at least for the next whatever—I don't know—five. What is the average time in spotlight for a bachelor?
0: Uh, so the show itself is six to eight weeks of taping.
2: No, but I mean, like beyond that, because they have a life beyond their season where they're still. Oh,
0: around, oh! It really right? depends. I mean, in the last few years, I mean, they're still in the limelight. They're all—they'll always somewhat be in the limelight. But at least yeah, you know—at least a year.
2: I guess it's somewhat of a choice too, because it seems like some of them kind of stay in the spotlight or they keep on trying to take on roles in in media where they stay in the spotlight and others kind of disappear into the shadows and try to live a normal life. Right. But um, anyway... um,
0: Seriously, he's good is what you're saying. You think he's a good fit for Hannah? And you guys are a fan of Jed, it seems.
2: I I can't say that he is a good fit. I can say that he definitely is not a good fit based on the fact that he has career aspirations as a... Music performer. Like, I, I think just because he, you know, wants to be a performer, which does require an audience, and this is a show that involves a much bigger audience than he's ever had before, I, I don't think that automatically disqualifies him as an eligible bachelor. Um, I just think that, yeah, yeah, sure, it gives her reason to be cautious, but.
1: But every single one of these guys is. I mean, and if we're talking about, we were talking about social media followings and stuff like that. I mean, Mm. that's a very real part of this whole thing. And that was taken into consideration when they were like, okay, I'm not going to get paid for the next six weeks or I have to leave a job or whatever. Like they have to balance the risk and the reward. You know, mostly the reward is like, "Mm, maybe I have a one in 30 chance of, and if I'm not her type, then who knows, like, maybe it's less than that, <laughs> like, like actual statistic-wise, like, of actually getting married and connecting with this girl, and the other part of it is, like, the other potential reward is, like, oh, I could gain half a million followers on Instagram, and that can really help my business or my career, or my personal life. Or make me look really hot and eligible to other ladies when I leave this. Or whatever their motivations are. You know what
0: I mean? Yeah. Yeah, social media is a huge part. Well, we could talk about that for a long time, I'm sure. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be the whole season to some degree. Um, So back to the episode, just to kind of wrap up everything that happened. We've talked about Mike who we love Mike for Bachelor um, and now we've talked about these other guys well actually you didn't tell me what you think of Peter real quick thoughts on Peter and the make out on the pool table and all of the above his smooth sayings
2: oh yeah I don't know I, I don't think they're a good
0: fit <laughs> wow that is I strong
1: I think, think they have chemistry yeah Wow, I think he's a little boring. I don't know. I think he's a little
0: boring. Wait, why yeah. do you think he, they don't? They're not a good fit. That's so interesting.
1: I mean, yeah, I just think, uh yeah, I think it's kind of boring. I don't know. I think she wants someone a little more exciting. But he's like, the exciting part of him is that he Makes is that a pilot. Claims so that he can just like put her on a plane and fly her anywhere. But really, he can only do that if he's going to charter a plane or owns one.
2: Yeah, I mean, he, he's you know. He, I know, I, I keep going back to Jed. Let's look at, you know, Hannah has pursued, she, like, the way that she wants to find love is through a network television show. So, okay, from that, we can probably assume that she's very open to the idea of entertainment media. And that is, like, you know, an exciting and sexy industry and, like, a way to make a living. And uh, she just wants to be a part of that community. I mean... American Airline Pilot is so far away from that. I mean
1: It really is. They make it seem like it's like Naverick Top Gun. And it's like real like flying a bus in the sky. He's a,
2: he's a bus <laughs> driver. It's like
1: driving a bus. A,
2: a well paid bus driver.
0: Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> Guys, your your commentary is so good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean we've definitely and
3: it, and it keeps
2: taking me back to Jed, I'm telling you. I feel like Jed's gonna I be mean time but...
0: all right, top. so y'all are y'all are at the point where Jed is F one. I hope that Tyler's in the top four because I want to see more of him. I want to meet his dad who almost yeah. died, you know.
2: I think Tyler yeah. I think Tyler it's will pops. stay in the running. I think he'll stay in there.
1: I like gonna
0: call him Pops. Uh, I know, it's sweet, it's sweet. Very so. folksy. So mm-hmm. this date, uh, basically we didn't get too much about it. You know, they wore the kilts, they wrestled. Another yeah. very masculine alpha male date. Um, yeah, I mean my notes are kind of like, blah, boring, he said this, she said that. Uh, Je- yeah. You're right, Jack got the group date rose. Um, mm-hmm. Tyler looks yes, sad. They
1: mounted him. She straight up was like, I don't care that my dress doesn't stretch. <laughs> I'm getting... Of you right now and this <sighs> dude's going to watch. Wait, who was that that came up? Was that a Dylan
0: or a Dustin or a Oh no, Kevin? it was Kevin. It was a Kevin. Ke- it was Kevin. I felt bad for Kevin. He's never kissed her. So I like Kevin. I think he uh, I hope he. I see him on Paradise. That's all I can say. But um, I'm
3: sure he will
0: be. So, okay. Th- I'll go ahead, uh, Adam.
2: I, I, I was going to say, I think another thing Jed has going for him, I think he has the tallest hair. Which seems to be important. Yes,
0: I think that does.
1: If we look back at previous winners, most of them have tall hair.
0: Yeah. Wow. There's
2: something there. Am There's I something right? there. You uh, could there. There could be a study done to predict probability of winning. Well,
0: I think. Ben Higgins doesn't have tall hair. Sean Lowe doesn't. No,
1: he didn't win. No, I'm not talking about that. Oh. I'm talking
0: about the guy. Who the guy? That she the guy. Okay, let's think about Sean Booth. Definitely a tall hair. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. Garrett, kind of normal. Jordan had big hair. Yep.
2: Um, tall hair. Oh, it's tall.
0: not about big hair. It's about tall hair. Yeah. Brian Abasalo definitely had tall hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah. There's,
2: there's, there's a, a strong correlation there.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I, I truly, this is the first moment I've ever thought of Jed as the F1. Um. I think I can't get past the fact that he's just like a singer songwriter trying to use the show as a platform that I like can't buy it, but you never know. So um I mean Cassie Oh won. I'm not saying
2: they're gonna get married and live happily ever after. Oh okay, it's yeah. Like, I was gonna say I, I don't think, think that's probably happening. gonna pick him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just like the Colts and Cassie thing. Like I kept thinking, like, Cassie's not really right for Colton. And then I realized, no, that's what Colton needs in his life, is, like, a really young person who's it's just kind of fun and free, and that, that's what he wants. So, you know, it's right for them. Where, you know, engagement and marriage is so far away for them. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, okay, so now we go to the Luke date. Finally, she takes Luke on a one-on-one. Which I think was much deserved, much needed at this timing with all this drama. Um were you guys sad to see I know you're not huge Luke P fans, but were you sad at all, like that they were shunning him in the room when he was like right before he left for his date? What did you think of that?
1: I mean, I did feel bad for him. Um I also just feel a little bit like it it's just like a he's just kind of socially awkward it seems like he mm. talks about himself a lot he like asks weird questions like that one time where connor went on the date and he asked what was she wearing
0: and but I, I totally like, get that oh.
1: Gosh, why? It no. felt really weird. Yes. It felt weird.
0: Well, so, to me. I don't think that's weird at all. Maybe I've just been around a lot of alpha males, but like, this is how <laughs> guys talk. <laughs> alpha
1: males. Yes. No. I'm so I, don't, serious. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true.
0: Well, I can think of guys are visual creatures, and so they want to know what a woman looks like. And so it's kind of like, oh, okay, what was she wearing? And, like, they want to, like,. Yeah.
1: I don't think that for me that is not like something that I think that's not
0: something that I would want Well, I not we have to want it. I mean Another guy
1: like
0: dating. No, no, I'm not saying <laughs> it's a something. weird
1: situation anyway, so it's hard to put myself there. But
0: well, so I guess I'm taking myself out of it. You know, I'm not sexualizing it. Being a female, I'm saying like I understand where men are coming from and asking that question because they're. They're just they're sexual, they're thinking about sex and women, so yeah, I, don't know. I get it.
1: I guess that's true i for me, it just feels like immaturity,
0: oh, for sure, but I guess I've known a fair share of immature men, so' <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all? my fiance never asked me that though, so positive, he never was like, "What are you wearing tonight?" Like, when we were apart, so that's a good thing. No, I
1: mean, I would be okay with him asking me that question. I ask Chelsea that all the time. I didn't... <laughs> that's not, that's not the wrong Why with, there's nothing be wrong a, with that. No, but, I would, I think it was... I think you're it a was married man now, Adam, you can do that. he was asking the matter. other
0: guy.
2: Yeah, no, it's not that it's like... But I don't think Chelsea's saying that it's perverted or no, something. no. It's just weird. Like, don't I, be a weirdo.
1: I just thought it was weird for him to do that in a social environment.
2: But to ask another guy. Ask like, another like, guy. What was, was she wearing? On that's weird. Her. And also, you know, there are cameras right there. Yeah. And just don't be a weirdo, you know?
1: Yeah. Like, I, I feel like he's just socially doesn't, he, he's not picking up on social cues. And this is another example of where I feel like if he was like, Like, like more mature in his faith, also, and also just more mature in, and more confident in himself, and and understood how to pick up on other people's like, like, like. Again, I keep coming back to Jed. I think also his picture is like right in the center of my computer right now. But I feel like he's been really awkward. He's been in really awkward situations, and he knows how to spin them and just like, break the ice, break it down, point out the fact that it's weird, and move on, and, like, I think Luke does not know how to do that, like, that was, it was mostly awkward, because the other guys were, like, shunning him, yes, but also, he was not giving them anything, like, he wasn't, like, yeah, dude, guys, this is weird. We're all dating the same girl. Like, I'm about to go on a date, and it's strange. I know. I hope you guys have a good time. I'm going to try to, too,
2: whatever. Who was the guy who, you know, went to go interrupt or whatever, but she was making out? Jed. Okay, that was Jed? Yeah. Okay, yeah. He won big points for me in that moment. Yeah. Because he was quick on his feet, and he thought of something... Yeah, he thought of that icebreaker.
0: He, he, he's like a social being. I don't think Luke is a
1: social being. That is which,
0: so fair, and I actually which is think weird that well, he. I think Hannah Everyone to loves.
1: That. I did not like that way he described.
0: It. No, I hear you. I actually think part of the reason why Hannah is drawn to him, though, is because Hannah is similar to him. So I heard an interview that she did. <coughs> And she said, like, her perfect Saturday. So, like, let's just imagine that Sunday she goes to church and then who knows what else she does. But she said her perfect Saturday would be, like, waking up. And I think she said doing, like, a short workout. Like, a 45-minute workout. Nothing, like, too intense. Um, and getting it over with. And then um, laying out. Because she was like, because, you know, I like to lay out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. So laying out, it's a very knows? southern.
1: That's a very like it
0: is. Uh, it is. It was really. I was like, also, you don't yeah. have a job if you have the time to like just lay out. And where are you gonna do that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah. but so laying out and getting some sun and maybe reading a book while she laid out, and mm-hmm. then going inside and Netflixing and chill the rest of the day by herself.
1: Yeah introvert
0: yes so i'm too totally so but hearing I all don't of think that
1: i that, said i think i still have i think i'm have a certain emotional intelligence though where i understand that i hate to use that word
0: i agree and i think there she is, does it too i think she has emotional she intelligence
2: oh
1: i don't think luke does i'm glad we're
2: using the term emotional intelligence
1: i know this is a what's her name taylor thing
0: taylor Nolan brought, loves it yeah
1: but I but I think there's something to be said for that. And I think that, honestly, I think that was the whole disconnect with Hannah. I think some of it had to do with the fact that he is having a hard time admitting that he's still a work in progress.
0: Right. Like, he, he's a Christian. In his
1: faith. Still need to grow. With his, yeah, his faith. But also, I think she had a little bit of a block there being like, how are you not picking up on my cues here? Like, you see, I'm upset standing on the side. Like, no, I don't want to just have a good day and go look at the castle. I want to stand on the hill and be angry. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I do think. I think
1: she wants someone who, like Tyler, who picked up on how she was feeling. And gave her everything that she needed where he was like, I don't know what's happening right now. Well, I think what she's so
0: confused. She, she, yes, I think that was like cringeworthy to watch them on the mountain in Scotland but like I do think she's not also picking up on that men and women are different and that we communicate differently and Mm -hmm. that men don't often think about how they're feeling and so I think that the producers should have maybe I'm glad they forced her to ask the questions and they weren't just going to do it for her but uh uh, I, I think she's being a little unforgiving and realizing that Luke is not just sitting there with his feelings and thinking, well, this makes me feel this and now I'm going to express it. And this makes me feel this and now I'm going to express it. Like he might be feeling things, but I, it, just even his answers made perfect sense to me. He compartmentalized like, yep, the, what the guys are doing. Some of it is a bold face lie. They're making up stuff. But you know what? I'm putting that to the side and I'm here for you. And I'm just trying to focus on our connection and like moving forward with you. So he has compartmentalized the drama with all these guys and then his time with Hannah. And she doesn't compartmentalize cuz we don't do that as women. And he's not in tune with his emotions to like and I'm not saying that all men don't express their emotions cuz that's not true either. But I do think that men um often struggle more. And it depending on the person, of course, but It is clear watching him that he is not used to um, stopping and saying, well, I'm feeling this way. And when this happens, I feel this. And I I relate to that because I think I've she's she's thinking like a female and he is thinking like, you know, him himself. So I don't know. I think that she I think that's where the conflict lies and that's like an eternal conflict for always men and women of how we think differently and we respond differently. And, um, so watching it, I think that the drama is natural because they're different, but I I don't know. I was just kind of annoyed that a producer, I almost wanted to be a producer in her ear. Like Hannah, you need to express how you're feeling and that might open him up to how he's feeling. And if he doesn't, then that's okay. And that's your answer. But, like, he's not just going to start telling you all his emotions.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I will say that I think that there is a little bit to be said of, like, these sort of, like, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, like, thoughts about how we communicate with each other in, like, a heterosexual relationship. Um. But I think a lot of that comes from, like, a nurture place and not so much a nature place. I mean, I could do a little more research myself, but um, I think that there are a lot of guys here who have maybe had some good role models or father figures in their lives that have been really open or vulnerable. Maybe, they're, maybe they've been through, like, therapy with their wives and figured out how to communicate and how to be open and I don't know that it's just like a blanket like men No,
0: don't, I don't think it's blanket, but I do think a and don't know how to
1: do this. And I think she's starting to understand in this date that like Luke maybe doesn't know how to do this. And that's what she was like, can someone go tell him like what feelings are like how <laughs> like how to tell me like and they were like, No, you have job and then I think she's starting to understand like oh, like, he maybe doesn't know how to do that. Okay, so maybe this is going to be, and it, honestly, it's going to come down to whether or not she wants to, like, teach him how right. to be in a relationship, because that's what he's got to learn right now. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know if that's what she wants. And she, she might have to figure that out, because, you know, that's up
0: to her. So, that's such a good point so the date ends and she doesn't give him a rose do you think this means again what the cliffhanger i know well what do you think do you think that means he's she's gonna say like i can't give usually that means i'm not giving him a rose and they go home you know if they don't get a rose we
1: already saw him like yelling at someone in a different shirt in like the earlier trailers that we haven't seen yet, so uh, he's staying around, right? <laughs> Isn't he? I mean,
0: I he feel was like yelling at Garrett in the promo. That is true. Trailers,
1: yeah. I'm like, we haven't seen that yet, so obviously he's sticking around,
0: right? And they did show in the promo for next week him praying in a church. So
1: yeah, um, I felt a little contrived to me.
0: Mm-hmm. I think they are making fun of him, but I know. Um, it's bad. I don't like it. I know. But uh, so, tell me what your predictions are for how this is gonna pan out. Now that, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you make a great point. She might just be search- searching for something that either she's gonna have to teach him or she won't get. So, yeah. what do you think is gonna yeah. happen with her and Luke? Um.
1: Okay. There's another thing. We since we were talking about trailers, series, the series trailer. Um. I. She has sort of conversation about someone with someone about having sex and Jesus still loving her yes I kind of feel like that confrontation happens with P. because she hasn't she doesn't have this sort of like frustrated angry tone with anyone else that's true so I feel like that's going to I, that could be that could be the ultimate breaking point for those two. Mm. I'm gonna guess that.
0: So do you think he'll go home before hometowns?
1: She might go to his hometown. I think he might be around. I mean, I, she's kept him around this long, and she's like maybe contemplating like teaching him, like being like the 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 person that like you know has to really like put in a lot of effort uh to make a relationship work and to kind of like help him meet her needs
0: now do you think that
1: doing that so i she's putting in all that much effort so far she might continue
0: so wait i don't think it's gonna be the final one though okay that's what i was gonna say do you know any spoilers have you like read anything no no okay So you honestly think that... No, I don't. So you honestly think he'll be in the top four, but not the final one? Luke P? Yeah. Yeah,
1: Maybe. Yeah, maybe he'll be in the top four. But maybe, I don't
0: know. Adam, what do you think? um, Is there enough there for her to keep him around top four or make him even the final one?
2: I do not see him being in the top four.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't see him being in the top six.
1: I Honestly, I didn't see it until we started talking a little bit more about it tonight. And now I'm kind of like, uh, she might, I don't know, because I think if she, because if she, okay, the first night, let's be real. The first night, she knows the guys that she really likes and is into and can possibly see herself with. And right. it's only like two or three. Right. And there might be some people that surprise her along the way.
2: And I haven't even seen every episode.
1: If if Luke is like one of those (laughs) people, she gave she gave him the first impression rose.
3: Mm -hmm. Right? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So she may just be like this was my gut. So I'm gonna keep pushing through, even though this is weird and difficult and I thought he was going to be, I thought, I thought, she probably thought that their relationship, their rapport, their, their, like, back and forth, like, was going to be easier.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think, it, so the roses, she has nine left. I think Kevin, Devin, and Grant are obviously not going to the top four. Um, yeah, no. Neither are Dylan. Dylan,
1: so, no. So, I don't think Dustin
0: either uh yeah you're right so now we have we could cancel out dylan dustin kevin devin and grant that leaves yeah. us with peter connor um mike and luke p so yeah and and, and i'm sorry and jed so one of those yeah. five peter connor um mike or luke p is not going to go to the final five and yeah
1: Oh, here's a question. Yeah. I'm thinking that Luke P has some some sort of fantasy sweet confrontation with her, and that's where that whole conversation happens about like having sex and Jesus still loving her.
0: Well, I don't so, think so. Because I've seen I, Dylan in the promo for that bit.
1: Dylan in the fantasies? No, not oh. in the fantasy,
0: but in the promo for when that happens, Dylan's there. Oh. Or at least they've edited it so it looks like Dylan's there. So, mm. But that is a possibility, I guess, that maybe this happens at Fantasy Suites.
1: Yeah, so I'm like, at least, I think Luke will at least make it there. And then what is that, like, top three, right?
0: Yep. Mm. I don't know. I guess we have to keep watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Chelsea and Adam... Thank you so much for celebrating the night of your 10-year anniversary. Oh, wait. No, just kidding. It's not, thank God, your 10-year anniversary.
1: No, this is not Uh, for spending our 10-year anniversary.
0: (laughs) Wouldn't that be horrible? No.
1: This is not
3: our (laughs) 10-year anniversary,
0: please. (laughs) This is not your party? No, seriously, thanks for spending tonight uh, chatting and talking about this and... I'm so excited for everyone to hear y'all's thoughts, and, um, yeah, I mean, you gave me new light into how I perceive Jed, um, and, um, and even Luke, so. I,
1: you gave, you, you, I mean, I've kind of thought about this all differently now, too, talking to you. Yeah, what do we know?
0: This is great. This is why The Bachelor's great. I love it. Um, <laughs> it is,
2: I mean, it is a very unique thing, that's for sure. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah
0: yeah all right um so thank you again weren't they great i love adam and chelsea they're the best so okay on to some news um basically bachelor in paradise should be announced the cast should be announced next week there are some spoilers out there some obvious spoilers such as blake horseman hannah g kaylin miller keys you know Tasha. basically several of the women from colton season will be there. Shocker. Uh, who else? I don't know. And I'm really excited. Um, I mean, the fact that Blake is going is great because he would not go last year. So maybe it will be some other unsuspecting characters. Uh, we'll get into more of that next week. But for this week, um, we have found out there was a premiere for Grand Hotel, which is a show on ABC after The Bachelor now. Um, Ashley and JP Um, Rosenbaum both went they both live in Miami by the way and then we had some visitors to Miami both Becca and Garrett went um Jason and Caitlin Bristow and Kendall Long um Joe her boyfriend was not there unfortunately but I imagine that's because he's on the Dancing with the Stars tour so anyway stalk all of their social media accounts uh that happened Around I I want to say it was either Monday or Tuesday night that they had that premiere party. Uh, they all looked great. So, um, you know, I really don't have too much to share about what's going on in Bachelor Nation. So I'm going to get right to the Where Are They Now segment. And we're going to talk about Kipton Locke. So Kipton Locke. Kipton Locke was the honk of Jillian Harris's season. And I mean the honk. So Jillian Harris was the Bachelorette. 10 years ago, it feels like forever, um, I mean, I'm a different person than I was 10 years ago, are you? I'm sure you are, I'm sure if you're listening, you were either in like middle or high school, maybe college when you saw uh, Jillian season, but um, if you're older than that, please damn me, I really want to know the demographic of my listeners, it'd be really fun, so uh, anyway, Kipton Locke, hunky, hunky guy. He was Jillian Harris's final two. And uh, kind of a bit surprising. I never really saw their connection as super deep. You could just tell she was sexually attracted to him. How could she not? Um, But she ultimately knew and she was going to pick Ed. So Ed was her winner. She chose him. They got engaged. And they lived together for quite a while. Little buddy. About a year uh, before breaking up. But that being said... Kipton is who we want to talk about. So, um, you know, Kipton got off The Bachelor and then uh, that following summer went on the very first, before there was Paradise, there was The Bachelor Pad. And The Bachelor Pad was a game show uh, where they, it was kind of interesting. It was like um, guys versus girls, but then they needed to pair up. And so you noted that you needed to have a romantic connection with someone, often in order to pair up, or if not romantic, then you would strategically try to pair up with someone. Um, and you basically had a bunch of competition. So it was kind of like a, a game show. It was really fun. More like uh, Bachelor Winter Games than Bachelor in Paradise. Um, kind of like a real world or Road, more of like a road rules type show than the real world, even though they were living in the house. So all that to say, um, it took place at the Bachelor Mansion, and Kipton went on the show, and he was the runner-up again on that, uh, and this time with Tinley. So um, at this point, Tinley had been... So let's go back a little bit. Jillian Harris was the Bachelorette, okay? Kipton was her F2. Jake Pavelka was her F7, her seventh runner-up, and he became the Bachelor. Then Jake... Um, being The Bachelor, chose Vienna, and Tenley was his F2. So then The Bachelor pad happened, and Tenley F2 and Kintin F2 got together. It makes sense, right? Two really attractive people. They like each other. Um, I remember it was kind of... I remember thinking uh, Tenley was slightly desperate. I mean, at the time she was in her mid-20s. It appeared that she liked him more than he liked her. But it turned out well for her. They ended up in a a two-and-a-half-year relationship, um, which is pretty substantial. Uh, They both lived in California, and Encinitas, or Encinitas, I can't pronounce that, so someone correct me. How how do you say that? Encinitas, E-I-N-I-C-I-T-A-S, I I think is how you spell it. Um, So anyway, they eventually lived together. Well, then they broke up for a few months. And they got back together. So they um, were together for about, like I said, two and a half years the first go around from around 2010 to um, March of 2013. They split up and they got back together in 2014. So who knows if that was New Year's or before, it was by Valentine's Day they were together in 2014. Then they were back together. Now, honestly, at this point in time, which was only like five years ago, there were not that many success stories. Okay, you gotta rack your brain. A lot of y'all, if you've only been watching the last four or five years religiously, um, we've seen so many couples come out of Bachelor in Paradise. We've seen obviously you know about um well the most recent Bachelor Success stories, but You know, you probably know about Sean Lowe and Catherine. Um, Everyone knows the original Tristan Ryan. But there weren't that many. There weren't that many couples who had come off the show that were successful. So it was a big deal that this couple had been together for so long. And they were like America's sweethearts. You know, they're both very sweet and beautiful to look at. So um, people really liked following their life and their journey. And well, they broke up again, and this time it was for good, and then not too far after that, so now it's summer 2014, and they're broken up, and um, well, guess what? Kip got a woman pregnant, and it came out publicly that they were not in a relationship when he got her pregnant, so I don't know if you want to call it a one-night stand or a two-night stand, um, but very early on in the relationship, he got a beautiful woman pregnant, and um, they had the baby. So here we are now. Kipton Locke is um, in his 30s. Um, if you want to follow him, I'm going to tell you his, his name while you're looking at this. It's K-I-P-T-Y-N, just Kipton, and you'll find him. Kipton Locke is his last name. Um, he has a three-year-old son now. So, Kipton and his baby mama had the baby. They were together for quite a while. And then it was kind of obvious through social media that maybe they weren't together. I mean, let's be honest. We never know the full story. But they're clearly not together today. Um, They both... It looks like she's in another relationship. So, good for her. Um, But Kipton is a single dad, as he quotes. So, uh, quoting from his post back in uh, December so what seven months ago he said this health and family with those two things we have it all being a single dad things could really have turned out differently but I'm so lucky not only do I have the easiest positive natured little guy but I also have my parents who are close by and basically like another set of parents and Colton's mom oh yeah his name is Colton his name is Kipton. They named the son Colton. Very similar spelling. All right, back to the post. Uh, Colton's mom and I get along incredibly well doing our best co parenting. Okay, and then he goes into blah, blah, blah. Cheers to a year. So, yeah, he is openly a single dad. Um, I bet she is a single woman. I'm I, a single mom. I mean, I don't know what their parenting situation is like. But uh, he's very active still, lives in California. You know, I don't have the guy's address, so I don't know exactly where he lives, but somewhere in Southern California. Um, He's kind of all over the map, but likely in Sanitas or whatever that town is called. Um, And uh, Kipton is a single dad. Anyway, that's the update on Kipton. If you feel like stalking him later, go find him. Okay. So one of our many updates is from the current contestant, Jed Wyatt, who's obviously a fan favorite. Um, I went to his page and he posted this kind of funny and actually kind of beautiful video, um, singing about none other than the salmon jacket. So here it is. I want to give you a listen.
1: It's floating around like a ghost in the wind. Every rose ceremony is back again. You never really know who might have to have it. That's the mystery of a salmon jacket.
0: That was great. Ah. <laughs> uh brought a smile to my face so uh go check him out his numbers are creeping up too he's now at 216,000 followers but girl guys girl ladies um you all still love tyler because tyler cameron has the most followers of anyone from the current season at 414,000 followers so um i cannot wait till the season's over to just tell you like all right he's at one and a half million followers it's just crazy so anyway, um, go check out that video uh, from Jed. I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.